Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, I just want to take a minute here to talk about Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, it is where I actually make my podcast. It is the easiest way to get started in podcasting. They've made everything super simple. They have recording software right on their app or online as well. They distribute your podcast for you. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere almost anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. These guys have spread my name out there for me. They made it super simple. You can record right to the app or online. You guys, if, you, if you're even remotely interested in starting a podcast, this is the way to go. Okay, go to anchor.fm. So that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. And you can get started. Here's the cool thing. You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You don't have to have your name out there with 100,000 people before you can start making money. They've actually sponsored me to put the spot in here. And guess what? I'm making a couple bucks. It's turning this from a hobby into a potential career for me. So if you care to, if you're interested at all, Go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app to get started. Hey everyone and happy new year. Welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. I hope you all had a safe and joyful holiday season I know we had a blast. We spoiled our kids and each other a lot. And even though we couldn't travel, I know our home was still filled with so much Christmas magic. As you can likely tell from today's title, um, it's going to be a largely reflective conversation. Looking back at what Shalane and I have learned over the past year, some fun points like the importance of slowing down, and the idea of stewardship and healthy outlets, along with many others. So please buckle up and let's go for a trip down memory lane. As we have talked about here before, 2020 has been hard for everyone, and we have been very fortunate to have been hit less than a lot of other people. Today, I want to explore things that we have learned versus the stresses and hardships that have actually happened this year. A big one that's somewhat humorous, one I want to start off with, is the word essential and how it's been very loosely defined this year. I'm very happy to be deemed essential in my job at the tire shop. However, I'm aware that people in similar roles to mine have been told otherwise, and I don't know exactly where that distinguishing line is. Also, closed churches and open bars... I don't know what's going on there. Where's that line? Although, maybe not a rabbit hole I should be so inclined to go down. 
what I do want to say is essential people. That's I find it a kind of mean term. I don't really like it, but I am very grateful to be deemed one. Um, Trillian and I have both kept um, full stride with our careers, and I just wanted to say that I don't understand why, but I am very grateful to be blessed as such. However, here is a good lesson that we have learned. Be active even when you don't want to be. Something as simple as a walk or a run around your neighborhood or setting up a day hike with a high goal for heart rate and distance, it's rewarding and it's rejuvenating to get outside the four walls of your home, especially when you're feeling down and don't want to. I found that this is when I get the most out of my walks. Speaking of feeling down, it's okay to feel down or to feel in general. Your emotions are okay. Even if they don't make sense to you or your brain says you should be one way, but you're feeling something different, that is okay. Let your feelings out. Jump on a FaceTime call with someone you trust and get whatever it is off your chest. Or maybe you don't know what you're feeling, but you just need to talk because talking helps you work through or maybe you can find out what's going on. It's okay to feel, reach out. It, it, even if you're happy, if you're happy, call someone, share that joy. It's important to share that, especially this past year and for the foreseeable future. I don't feel like anything's really going to change. Reach out, share that joy with people and listen to your body, get outside. Two very good lessons that Shalane and I have learned this year. And this brings me to the importance of community. It's so good to have someone to call and to share with, to share in the good, to share in the bad. You know, God calls us to be in community with one another. I had the opportunity to work at an outdoor church function recently where we had small booths in a parking lot Cars would drive by and using a very long tube, we'd slide some candy down uh, this tube for the kids, part of our youth group um, and kids ministry. Just being at the church, being not even next to people, but in somewhat close proximity to people. I spent two hours out there and it brought them and it brought me so much joy just being in proximity to like-minded people. And that changed my whole week. It, cha it changed me, it made me feel connected, it made me feel fulfilled. It was just a good experience. And that's another thing, okay? Connected versus community. There seems to be like a series of podcast episodes to unpack just in this one topic. So let me simplify. Through technology and social media, in history, we have never had more access to each other, more connectivity to each other. We've also had, never had so many people feeling so alone. I believe the largest reason for this is we're not using our tech properly. Most people are comparing their low points, the nitty gritty of our lives, to other people's polished highlight reels. That's not fair. It's not okay. 
it leaves us with this gap of unmet and unmatchable expectations. However, if we're using it properly, if you are able to nurture friendships over coffee at your own tables, you can cultivate those friendships. You can pour into them and make them so much stronger. You can cultivate new friendships. You know, someone that you barely know, but you want to reach out to, even though you can't shake their hand, you could still get in community with these people. Community is healthy, it's constructive, it's fulfilling. Being connected is, I see what you ate for breakfast. I saw what Christmas presents you got. I saw the Lamborghini you rented to make yourself look like some positive influencer. It really boils down to one builds a full life, one leaves you fulfilled, and the other one leaves you empty and wanting. It's important to know what side of the line you fall on. If you're not sure, do what I did. Delete your Facebook and your Twitter, your Instagram, social media, Snapchat, whatever it is you use, just for a week. Do it as a trial. See where your thoughts take you. By the end of the week, they will no longer be on what others are up to, but you can be living in the moment. You'll be attentive to the people around you. The other thing you'll find is you'll see what people actually reach out to you. You'll see what relationships you should be pouring into. And then you can create your community instead of just being connected. This actually ties quite nicely into my next big topic. Stewardship of both time and money. And by stewardship, I mean the literal definition, to look after or manage someone else's property. Our time and money is not ours. We're all living on borrowed time. If you're like me, you realize that that time has been given to us by God. If not, then it's not like you can make more time. You can't earn any more than the same 24 hours that the rest of us are operating on. What is important is that how we use those 24 hours. Recently, I've been embracing the power of slowing down. There's been a phrase in a book that I recently read called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. He used this phrase, the pace of Jesus. He explained it as the literal pace that Jesus walked and how many of the best and most prolific stories in the Bible are times when Jesus' plans were interrupted or sidetracked. If not then, it was times when he literally retreated to be alone and be silent. Now this is a powerful statement. To be okay with slow, to be okay with the schedule that has enough margin in it, to enjoy the interruption instead of having it cause more anxiety, to embrace the Sabbath day of rest and to start my day and my week from a point of rest. Now there is so much to unpack with that and we will very soon in an episode coming to you soon. 
let me break it down into these three things as to how this has helped me. Number one, this has pre been preventing physical and emotional burnout. This has been a real possibility over this past year. And I talked recently about the anxieties and the, the weight that I've felt from, from this pandemic. Um, it's been a fear of mine that I would burn out and no longer be able to provide for my family. Doing this practice, working out of rest, slowing down, saying no, is physically prevented my burnout. And it's been a saving grace of mine. Number two, creating time to be interrupted. Some of the best moments I've had recently have come out of these times. Phone calls I didn't expect to take. Um, that church function I just talked about. Yeah, that was not something I had planned to do. But someone came up to me and was like, hey, can you make some time on a Sunday? I was like, yeah, absolutely. One of the most fulfilling times I've had in recent history. Creating the time to be interrupted. It's been fantastic. Number three. My anxiety has been put to rest when I have time to process it. Creating that margin of time, if I'm not interrupted, then I just have spare time on my hands where I can sit, I can be quiet, I can be silent, reflect on my week, reflect on my day, or even better yet, spend extra time with my wife and children. Nothing kills my anxiety more than that. So it's been huge so yes the walking the pace of jesus slowing down learning how to do all that has been huge so on the flip side of stewarding time was stewarding our finances or stewarding our money now before the pandemic we had all the basic home budget things pretty well figured out, and I'm not going to lie, that is my wife's department. She is much better at it than I am. But at the start of this whole thing, we had no idea if or when I was going to lose my job. So out of fear and necessity, our belts got a lot tighter, and our spending on extras had virtually stopped overnight and our savings grew for a rainy day. Now we're nearly a year later, and that rainy day never really came. We had a couple of setbacks, and we've done some stuff, and we've actually been planning for a trip when this is all done. So, yeah, like, we, we haven't... We ne that rainy day never came. So now we had actual finances that we had to figure out what to do with. So that's, again, same with time. Money's the same. We have that margin. And now we can use that margin to help others. And we did. We have that margin to buy a new vacuum, which we also did. And we had to look at it really the same way, where, guess what? that time is not ours. Money is not ours. If you're to look at this literally, money is the government's. And if you're to look at this biblically, money is from God 
and it's his, so we should use it to benefit him as well as take care of our homes. Now, in my opinion, time is far more important than money. There's just no way for me to earn extra time. I mean, I'm, I'm a man of faith. Bible says my days were numbered long before I was knitted in my mother's womb. That's just how it is. Now, if you're someone of a more material persuasion, you've got 24 hours, can't earn any more. You can always go to work tomorrow and earn a little more money. Put in some overtime, you get a little more money. Now, that's just the way it is. But they operate on the same principles. They're not mine. They're from someone else. I need to manage them well. So this pandemic, we really had to learn how to manage both of these things well. And though I am by far not an expert on either, I am getting better. My wife and I are getting better, rather, because like I said, she handles the money. It's for obvious reasons. I like toys. She likes holidays. It's just a much better system. Another great lesson we have learned. You need to be working towards something. Now, like I said, my wife handles the finances, and we are working towards a holiday now. We plan to go to Disney World when this is all over. I really want to go. <laughs> so, um, But we need to work towards things personally as well as in a family. Now, for me, the thing I'm working towards is this podcast. This has been my saving grace when it comes to my free time. I've had to pour into this a lot more hours than what it takes just to record these episodes. And it's so good. I had to read books. I did a lot of research as to what gadgets and what software and what soundboards and what headphones. And like, there's so much behind the scenes work I had never anticipated. But I pick a dream. My dream was to do this podcast. Make a plan an achievable step-by-step -step plan. Now that dream is a goal. And it's not just a goal, it's an achievable goal. You work towards something, it's rewarding, it gives you something to look forward to, it lets you pour into something that is just outside of killing time, watching a screen, binging all the Netflix episodes of whatever it is you enjoy. And once you realize that your dreams are achievable, man, that force in you that just like, that completionist in me that's like, I have to do it. I can do it now. I got to get going. And man, it's just kept me going through my slumps and it's become such a healthy outlet for me. Such a great place for me to put my energy. It's encouraged me to read new books. It's encouraged me to expand my reading to things I never thought I would enjoy. But turns out, I really do. So healthy outlets just keep abounding when I started into this thing. Speaking of healthy outlets, quick lessons um, I learned through all this. Things that I've tried doing, reading a lot more, for one, great outlet. Journaling, games nights with my wife or my mom and stepdad, 
even playing Mario Kart with my family down in Florida via FaceTime and other video chatting and whatnot, um, working towards my goals, um, learning a new instrument, I'm learning how to play guitar. It's slow going. I'm not a very musically inclined guy, but it's still super fun. Video chats with friends, getting in community, getting involved with people, super, super healthy. Walking, running around my neighborhood, starting a podcast. These are all things that I've done and they have worked. They have been great, fantastic, healthy outlets for me. And I have really, really benefited from trying all these new things. Now, I've tried these. There's a million more to try. Every episode, I'm kind of throwing you something to shout out to me. Please let me know what other outlets, what other healthy things that you've picked up for over the past year. I would love to try more. Please hit me up, social media, text message if you got it. Please send them my way. I would love to hear what you guys have been doing over the past year. But guys, that is it for this episode. Thank you for joining me for a coffee. Thanks for joining the conversation. These are just a few things that I've learned over this year. Um, not everything, like I said, I've been reading a lot more. Um, definitely some more stuff coming down the pipe. But please send me what has been working for you this year, healthy things that you've picked up, or something that you just want to touch on. Um, this is going to be a conversation. I really appreciate that. But for now, I am Spencer here at the Fiendster Zoo. God bless and have a great day. Thank you.